Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. It's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. Mm, welcome back to T42. It's our Ookie Dookie best friend podcast where yeah. we talk about whatever the frangipani we want. Ooh, if you smell frangipani, run, run away, run away. So for those of you who don't know, and I'm assuming that's... Not a lot of you. Yeah, the French penny is uh, the flower of death. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it's the sign that uh, Chickbone is nearby. Yeah, the scent of Chickbone, mm. who's just kind of like lurking around the corner waiting to like inf- like <laughs> attack you with Correct. her vengeance. But you know the French penny smells wonderful. I, okay. So, I'm quite fond of it. So when I was young, I used to be obsessed with the French penny because the smell was so particular, right? Yeah. And it's such a beautiful flower. It's a very sweet, yeah. loving smell. But I then like it. the more I grow old, the more I become suspicious of things that smell too Correct. sweet. So, <laughs> we're talking about... Um, um, the French Penny because obviously it's Halloween. Yes. <laughs> so what do you do, Joel? I mean, I, I hear the kids are all out yesterday yeah, okay, celebrating so like, Halloween. I, I, I was on, I was out on a date last night, mm. and then like we went for a walk after dinner, and then we ended up at Clark Key, which I, and I was not prepared for a. Clark Key to be so busy B for people to actually be out Doing the fucking Halloween thing That's despicable It's like okay I get it We're all bored right But seriously And it was mostly kids lah Like it looked like International school kids And they were all like They all had American accents I mean so, every year It's always the international school so, I mean, Nothing against them I know this is up And uh, right up their alley And this is something yeah. They look forward to I mean, every year Halloween is American culture It right? is it is yeah. exactly So it, it's always <laughs> It's always the international school students That go out in full force But you would think That this year Considering the pandemic, that they would tone it down a bit. No lah, I think they're just taking the lead from their home country, the <laughs> USA. They're just like, we will not rest until we spread American um, agenda in Singapore, which involves getting everybody killed by COVID. Correct. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. But happy Halloween! <laughs> yeah, but that was not that was not a fun night out. Mm. And like, I, I actually saw some pretty good costumes. Yeah. And there was a guy who, <laughs> there's a guy who went as a mahjong tile. <laughs> Quite inspired that If is, I do say so myself That is very good yeah. Not bad But mostly it was just like um, Girls in very tight Short mini skirts Apparently I think it's like Uniform lah Yeah I believe that is, that is the That is the American national dress Correct It yeah. is It is Here we have kabayas There they have pencil skirts Correct <laughs> Everybody needs a culture Correct Correct <laughs> Uh, apart from like fracking, um, invading other countries, mm. and like it's uh, a wonderful hi- checklist. Yeah. High was it high fructose corn syrup? Correct, yeah. well done. Hallmarks and cornerstones <laughs> of American culture. <laughs> All right, it's time for our first segment of the day. Are you home, Shirley? Where are you, Shirley? Mm, Shirley, Shirley, don't leave the house late at night. Outside mm. got ghosts. Shirley got captured by ghosts Correct. already. <laughs> Aya, Shirley. Ah, Shirley. <laughs> it's that segment where we talk about an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us. And in today's case, mostly horrifies. horrifies. We are talking about ghosts. Hantu. Kwe. 
Oh, uh, I, I don't know what the Tamil version is, and nor do I know what the Hindi version is. But it's okay. Hey, you don't know the you don't know the Hindi word for. I ghost. don't know. Boot, boot. Yes, I know it's boot. Okay, great. That's an oddly <laughs> adorable sounding way to describe like. Ookie dookie phantasm. Ookie dookie phantasm. I mean, obviously, it being Halloween weekend, we thought we'd give you a little ookie dookie treat and talk Correct. about like the ghosts and phantasms of the regions. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you know, we Singaporeans have at least morbid, morbid fascination yeah. with the supernatural. Yeah, we have an intimate connection with the with we the, really with do, the spooky, you know. don't we? Yeah. It's like we live I think we have a quite a comfortable relationship with them. Like Is we, it? Are, we are frightened of them, but we also know that they are there. And if something if a ghost pops up, we're not gonna go like, eh? You know, it's like no, it was you know there why? all along. Because yeah. there's like dignity no, there's like a there's like a way to deal with it. There's like gameplay. Yes. You yeah. know, like if you don't if you do do, do if you do this, 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 correct, this, correct. then they will come. We do not treat ghosts as aberrations. We don't or like weird manifestations. They are actually part of the natural landscape. They live in the trees and the forest correct. and the water. They live in, and because we built <laughs> we built our houses over cemeteries correct. and over mangroves and all these ancient ecology. Of course they are in our yes, houses. They are right there. Yeah. We just can't so some of us can't see them. Yeah. It's, and then we learn to navigate these spaces by by following certain rules, that right? That is correct. What like some? I remember my mother always tell me like seven p.m. Uh, uh, like past seven p.m. or evening time, she would tell me don't touch the trees, mm. don't disturb the trees or whatever. Mm, like I would even like touch a tree, and then I she mean, and then she would also say like if there's a sweet smell, right? Uh, don't look behind you or don't. Don't 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 say oh the smell very nice. I don't acknowledge it basically. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically say oh, all of if this. If you're walking late at night in pairs and you start no don't walk late at night. In even numbers really? Because the ghosts Will join in And make it a third What? Yeah So always walk In uneven numbers Is it the ghost like trouble? Always walk Odd numbers <laughs> Yeah The ghost is all about that All about <laughs> that the trouble life All about that trouble life It's like How huh, you look lonely As a couple Can I join in? Correct No but like Don't remember in army man Like they said When you're out doing Guard duty or what Like don't Either go by yourself Or Wait, wait, what was it? Go in even numbers. Sorry, yes. I'm, 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 I stand corrected. Go in even numbers. That's what odd. I heard. If you go in an odd number, the ghost will slide in and make it an even number. Correct. Sorry, 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 so I've heard wrong, about wrong. this. Yeah, yeah. Like, go always go in even numbers. But I think this is... But how nice of that ghost, right? It's like, see, uh, yeah, very uneven are uh, this number. Let's make it... <laughs> let's make it even. <laughs> but, you know, I always thought about this as like a... Yeah, uh, as like actually a safety thing couch in trying to make you scared because you should never go on guard duty by yourself or never go on your rounds by yourself yeah because la, something but then how to do you, you account for like there are three people there then the ghost makes it a four don't need <laughs> right three people very safe why it is like so like last night Ami they got a lot of very horrible ghost stories why yes yeah actually some of them were really really very gruesome I mean they're probably untrue la, but it's things like this guy went during the route march right they're marching 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 and then this guy goes off to pee whatever and then like uh, they find his body the next day like cut up in pieces and this oh my and, like, god that's sort of, horrifying yeah with entrails everywhere that really is basically the equivalent of saying make sure when you go pee someone goes with you yeah. so you don't lose your take like, your buddy with you yeah. la. it's not ghosts la. that was really like that, that's, that's what I'm saying yeah, a lot of these things are yeah, couched in, in, in the time things. honored tradition of all spooky fairy tales is to tell the young not to do stupid things exactly yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know. So I, I think a lot of these ghost things are like that. But that doesn't take away from the fact that hearing ghost stories, hearing all these wonderful um, customs or little things that we have to practice, mm. right, is so delicious to hear. You yeah. Know? When you go hotel room for the first time, especially in Malaysia, you, yeah. have to, you have to ask permission to go into the room. And then... I have never heard this. It's like, if you go into the room and you it's like, uh, thank you for letting me into your space. Uh, I, I mean you no disrespect. <laughs> 
don't know this. I don't know this. How come you don't know this? I'm imagining you at the hotel, uh, the 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 lobby, not yeah, the, yeah, lobby, yeah. The, the the corridor of the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm coming out of my own room, and I see this one Chinese man talking to the room. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for letting me in your space. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. You also have to clap. You clap. You like that. You have to clap around the room to to dispel don't know what like energy you know did you actually do yes, this yes I do it all the time it's like the western equivalent would be to burn sage excuse know? me we've been on trips together like to Thailand or whatever I've never seen you do this I would have done it when we first checked into the room especially what? Thailand this kind of country excuse me you know how hot it is what the fuck <laughs> no, I'm not lying I really do this okay but that's yeah. fascinating that, like, okay, there was one time I, 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 I okay don't ask me why but I had a room at the fragrance hotel right <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know, dear listener, is kind of like a budget hotel f- f- uh, m- often used for sex. Yeah, they also charge a room like per hour one. Yeah, yeah, back in the day when they did hourly rates, right? No, Correct. they don't do that anymore. But like, I was not there for sex. It was something oh, you else. know a lot about fragrance hotels. <laughs> I, I was not there for sex. Anyway, like the room felt so unclean. It felt so dirty when I walked in. I just had to do okay. the... I clap, clap, clap. I said, thank you for letting me into your room. I mean, no disrespect. <laughs> I like that you relish. I think I think on some level you relish the theatre of this. No, completely. <laughs> I, I tell you, Singapore ghosts are the best. Southeast Southeast Asian ghosts are the best. It's true. Can we talk about the movies for a second. <gasps> oh my god, like, which is your favorite? Oh okay. Uh, the one that comes to mind uh, is the first Southeast Asian horror movie I ever watched, uh, or I can remember watching is Shutter. Ah uh, yeah. The Taiwan. The Taiwan's are the best. Oh my god, when I saw that and like like fifteen or sixteen, I was fucking scared. That was such a frightening movie yeah let me break it down for those of you who've never seen the movie basically this very handsome photographer right it's just going through life and then like spooky dookie manifestations happen in his life right and obviously he's being followed by some ghosts correct it turns out the ghost is that of a woman who he uh, and a bunch of friends uh, gang, gang raped Gang raped While they were in college And then she like died that. right Yeah she died uh, and then She committed suicide Yeah she committed suicide And then she systematically Go around killing all of them Or yeah, something like that Yeah something like that You're and right And that ends up Sitting on his back Yeah correct And he, and throughout the movie he, he said that he suffered Back aches Or like his weight yeah. was Was too was yeah, it's like crazy twice high Twice his weight yeah, right And then doctors would be like Why is your weight so high And, and then, then no explanation And then like um, Because he's a photographer right The ghost will appear In his negatives Oh, oh my god my, my god. hair is my standing hair is, My hair just stood up And then so. I think the final shot The revelation is like uh, He goes mad or something right? And then yeah. like I think the camera reveals To us the audience That the ghost is fucking Sitting on his back yeah, This whole it's time It's always been sitting on his back It was a, Oh my god It was so such good. a delicious Twist. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. And let's not forget Japanese classics like Ju. Uh, is oh, Ju on Japanese no, or is Korean. Korean? There yeah. was another. Uh, yeah. So the Korean ring, classics. The ring. Me. Of course. Uh, so you know dark, what? Dark water. Dark waters. Dark waters was more sad. Dark water was very melancholy. Yeah. That's the thing about. That's the thing about all of these Asian uh, horror movies, right? There is a very deep tragic quality to it. Oh yeah. These ghosts are not just frivolous no, murderous no, no, no. people. They are like, like you said, they're not Victorian children. They are not Victorian <laughs> children who are just standing by going like, hello sir, can I like kill yeah. you today? Or like they're not Freddy <laughs> or they're not some like hell and brimstone Freddy Krueger types, right? Who are just like jump scares. No. Correct. They have deep like backstory. Yeah, there's actual substantial backstory. Yeah, like and the dark the dark water one is what the her, her, I think her, like her child died or yeah, something. The, her, mother her mother died and then the girl dropped into the water tank at the top of the building or something. I, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was it was really quite Yeah, very awful. Quite frightening. But you know what? Like I when we talk about all these movies 
this Asian or Asian Southeast Asian horror stories. Yeah, we, we compare it with the American ones, right? Yeah. And then I, I think of Conjuring. I think of Annabelle. Do you know that these shows were actually directed by a Malaysian Chinese called James Wan? Who's yeah? So what? like, so like, it's it's fascinating that James Wan. James Wan. He's a Malay. He's a uh, born in Kuching or something like that, and then he oh. moved to Australia. So uh, and then he moved to the states, and then he made what movies did you say? Like the Conjuring, Annabelle, not the doll one, the fucking doll. Oh yeah. So you know those shows. I I don't usually get frightened by, by Western horror movies because as you said, there are a lot of jump scares. And you go mm. like that's not really mm. compared to the Southeast Asian one. That's not really mm, that mm, frightening mm, on mm. a very visceral level. Mm. But the Conjuring and mm. Annabelle. Jesus Christ, th- those were so frightening. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense actually, like uh, for a Malaysian to make a scary, to make American horror movies actually scary. Correct. There is an, uh, there is an Asian sensibility to horror that is inimitable. It is like <laughs> the intersection of deep, like tragedy, melancholy, and vengeance. Correct. It's in our yeah. bones. Like, it's, in, uh, it's in like what we said earlier. It's in all the rules and the customs that we practice because we just know that they're No, la, I think it's got something to do with like the tropics. You know what I mean? <laughs> the heat. La. The, the oppressive heat. Yeah. heat la. <laughs> no, nothing ever goes away. It just decomposes mm. and like becomes part of the landscape. There is a right? sense of that. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Okay, so like what Southeast Asian ghosts do you know? Uh, my favorite, obviously, is the Pontiana because Chipon. I think she is a camp icon. <laughs> like, girl, she's had a hard life. She has. And she has an a hard even life. harder afterlife. So, for those who don't know, uh, the Pontiana is a Malay vengeful spirit. Not just Malay, right? But generally of the region. Of the region. Right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, a vengeful spirit who usually presents herself as a beautiful woman with mm. long hair. Mm. And the reason she's she's come back is because usually she's been raped. And uh, and she died at childbirth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or the, one of the stories I heard is that she was jilted by her lover and then killed herself. Yeah, but basically she's a like she's vengeful and she's yeah, come she's, back for she's come back for some she's revenge. She's kind of like the like second wave feminism. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a lot of that yeah, going on Pontiana there. Yeah, second wave feminism. Correct. Right, yeah, and there's something very I don't know. There's something very beautiful about the Pontiana. Haunting, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Haunting and melancholy, right? Yeah. It's just like, I was a victim of patriarchy in my life. I'm going to come back. And she targets exclusively men. Yeah, she does. Right? She will like... So like the stories that I heard as a kid was like, taxi drivers are very scared of the Pontiana because like, there are all these stories I heard are like taxi drivers driving through the cemetery then they see a very chill woman and then they pick her up, right? And then they... they they cannot see her reflection in the rear view mirror because she's oh like, my God. gross! And then she kills him. That's really scary. Yeah. Then she'll reveal herself to be like some kind of like monstrous demonic, demonic thing. thing and then she'll kill the guy. That's so scary. Ooh. So, I mean, there's more to the Pontiana, right? She's yeah. also like um, famously connected somehow with the frangipani flower. Yeah. So yeah. apparently she likes to hang around in the frangipani tree and she always puts the frangipani flower in her hair. Mm. Or at least that's what I see depicted mm. in movies. Or la. banana tree or something like that. I know the frangipani yeah, only. Yeah. So every time you smell frangipani, it's usually an indication. Right. That's what people say that the Pontiana is nearby. Yes. Uh, I mean, convenient, right? Because the smell is so pungent. <laughs> I mean, it's like, a, you go anywhere in Singapore, smell. you will smell French Japanese. I so, like, like the every smell time I much. walk past French Japanese, I'll go, like, oh, there we go. Correct. There it's go. every fucking where. So, I recently watched uh, the Glenguis. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. The, I think it's just called Pontiana. Something of the Pontiana, right? Yeah, so yeah. Revenge of the Pontiana, I think. Yeah. And can I just say how 
how I relished the Pontiac. So she went around as we, uh, uh, true to form, she was killing men because she was back for revenge. And it was so delicious to see her just kill the men. I was like, yes, you go, sister. I was on the side of the yeah. fucking Pontiac. Has it not come to the point where we watch horror movies now and we are mostly on the side of the ghost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm on the side of the ghost most of the time. Correct. Like, we're talking about how we watch the old Roda witches, right? Yeah, I In- was on the side of the witches. Yeah, like as a kid, I used to be like, oh, no. Ah, the witches are so scary. And I'm just like, kill the children. Kill the children. Yeah. Okay, doesn't mean I'm a witch. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, no, there's actually some more lore about the Pontiac that I find very fascinating. Something about like, you put a nail into the back of her oh, yeah. neck to control her or something. No, no. Correct. She can live as an ordinary woman as long as she has the the nail, nail jammed into her. Yeah, so the Bomo, what the Bomo ah, will advise. To control, right? Yeah, yeah, the Bomo will advise the person whom she, she's jilted, right? Ah. To lure her in some like sort of like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then like as she gets closer, uh, to drive a nail into the back of her neck. And okay. then when you drive the nail to the back of her neck, she becomes... Subdued Can we just talk About the Freudian Psychosexual drama here To (laughs) To rein in The already Vengeful Feminist ghost You drive a phallic This monstrous feminine You drill a phallic object Into her neck Correct And then like You tie Some kind of red thread Right Around Around the the banana tree tree. To leash her to it Is there any more Potent symbol Of like The domesticity Of women Yeah Cannot lah, sorry. Felic also like banana tree. Felic lah, tied to the banana tree. Everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, sorry. You know what, Chip Bone? Power to you Chip Bone, you were ahead of Freud. <laughs> you know. Like, power to you. Come and kill all the men. Yeah, correct. Yeah, kill so all what, the men. So what else do you know? Uh, Hantu Tete. Hantu Tete. So yeah. Hantu Tete, I was, I was first acquainted <laughs> with the Hantu Tete. Because when I was younger, my cousins and I, we would come together. Oh, in you've wh- met her. No, <laughs> My cousin and I will come together in whosoever auntie's house we're in and we would tell ghost stories. And my oldest cousin, he he loved frightening the younger cousins and which I love, like, which I love. He you tell know? stories. Yeah, he would tell stories and he would whip out like this book he had of all the different Malay ghosts. Uh, yeah, and one of them was the Hantu Tete who, listeners, uh, ha- uh, is basically a... a tete di- means like breast. breast in Malay. Yeah, so she's like the ghost... But, the, the breast the, ghost the breast ghost the breast ghost the big breast ghost yeah she has pendulous breasts mm. which usually hang uh, on her back so she can like she can like roll them to her back yeah. and she lures children uh, and then she suffocates them in her breasts once again <laughs> the psychosexual drama of all <laughs> horror stories it's, right it's incredible the smothering maternal figure correct the the the, the monstrous feminine yeah. oh glorious you know, these are real stories that parents used to tell their children to frighten them. Oh, yeah. And and parents and grandparents probably believed in these malevolent spirits. Yeah. You know, that these are things that are out there. Yeah. But here we are talking about it very lighthearted. And I know it's not a cultural thing. I know my Malay friends will also, and my Muslim friends will also be like, yeah, this is in our culture, but whatever. Like, we don't take it seriously anymore because yeah. we think these are just cautionary tales to, to so, sort of guide our behaviour. Right. I don't know if they're cautionary, you know. I think... I, I mean, I don't want to speculate, la, but like walking through certain landscapes in Singapore, like mangroves, for example, right? You definitely feel there's a Pontianak lurking nearby. As a kid, right? Like my, the f- I remember one of the stories my primary one teacher told us was the Pontianak. So that's how I learned about Pontianak was true. Teresa Go, my form teacher in primary one, right? Who wow, was just Mrs. like, Go. she was just like, okay, today I'm going to tell you the story of the 
Pontiana. Did nobody when, complain? No. She's just old school Pranakan teacher from a, you know, the those kinds of teachers. Oh, right? wow. And she was like, at night, make sure you lock your windows because the Pontiana likes to fly to the window, crawl in and kidnap young children. That is fucking yeah, scary have, to do the no, children. And, and then like, she saw how frightened we were and then she laughed. Oh, oh I think she's just... She was, was having a good time. <laughs> She was having a good time. But then I remember after that, I could not stop thinking about Pontiana and I was always, I always make sure that I would sleep with my curtains drawn. What? To this day. That's really creepy. And to this day, I cannot sleep with my uh, head uh, to the door. I have to sleep with my head facing the door so that if someone comes in or some ghost comes in, I'll see it and at least I'll know who is killing me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as you were talking about yeah. your primary school teacher, <laughs> I was reminded of this awful, awful, awful thing. Then I, I was looking it up and, I, and the memory all came back. So there is this hantu called Hantu Kum Kum that, that actually is legitimately frightening. Ooh, so she is a witch. Of course, it's a woman. <laughs> that she goes around knocking on people's doors <laughs> and she would sell her wares or whatever, or kue. Okay, this is what I was told. She's like, not a kue. I'm sure, I'm sure there are variations to these stories. Huh? So... What I've heard was that she would come knocking on her door and she's a witch. Lah. So if you don't open her door, she will curse your household. <gasps> if you open her door and sell her kueh, she will come into the house, she will bewitch you and she steals girls because what she wants is she wants virgins to feast on or something like that. So she's a demonic witch wow. situation. This fucking frightened me as a child because my cousins, as I said, we used to sit around and share stories, right? They told me this, and then whenever I was left at home with my sister... You would hear the door knock. Whenever the door knocked, we fucking freaked out. Oh, God. Because we also only had Malay neighbours, so every time we had a Malay machi knock the door, we would scream. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, okay. I don't understand... Okay, I don't understand the pastoral care component of this story. So it's like, is it trying to tell children not to open the door or to open the door? I, no, it's do if, uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sort because situation. you open, she will kidnap you. You don't open, she'll curse the house. Correct. So die lah. So, which is why, because the story backs you into a corner, this situation yeah, feels like you're very back to corner. It, it was very bad. It's so very we feel bad. like there's no escape clause here. You there know, is like, none. Usually there's like, there's like rules to follow to prevent you from getting into contact right. with the ghost, but this does not have a... No, no, no. Okay, in, in gaming law, this ghost sounds a bit overpowered. Correct. Yeah, she's a bit... She's a bit she imba. has too much power. It's imba. Imba la. She's imba. It's I, like, excuse me, no, there's something... There has to be someone who can defeat what her. What is one. your weakness? I think throw rice at her and <laughs> she explode. <laughs> Christ. So to, to this day, even as I was telling that story, I was filled with a bit of fear. So this is childhood trauma. La. Okay, you know, actually, right, this goes back to some... So like in the theatre, in playwriting, there is a very yeah. common device um, known in the theatre of, of menace called the knock on the door. There is something very menacing about hearing the sound of a door knocking in the middle of a scene because the door knocking always implies like the potential for disruption, the potential for... Uh, bad news. Bad la. news for invasion, right? So I feel like something here as well. Very, It's very dramatic and theatrical. I love it. It's so camp. That's really... I'm sorry. What does kum-kum mean? Uh? I have no idea. It's hantu kum-kum, like K-U-M-K-U-M. That's how I understand kum-kum. it. Kum-kum. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's creepy. Okay, but they're all like female ghosts so far. Do we? Oh, that's the... What's his name? The Orang... Minya. Orang Minya. Orang oily Minya. man, right? So the oily man is literally a man covered in black slick oil who goes around... Uh, raping women. You know, he sounds like a character on Captain Planet. And, <laughs> like the and, oil man, oh, and <laughs> petroleum and fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
right. There were all these nineties <laughs> cartoon villains were basically covered in oil all the Correct. time. Correct. Right? And he had to teach us about environmentalism. But they didn't rape people, lah. Correct. So yeah, apparently right. his 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 power is that he can climb walls or whatever. But how can he climb walls if he's oily? I don't know. Like, sometimes he can stick. Sometimes he don't stick. I'm not sure. Sure. And then like um he evades. Uh, capture because he's just so slick and slippery, like an eel. Like an yeah. eel, so people just can't catch him. Mm. And so in the ni- so we was re- we were reading up about this just now, and apparently in the nineteen fifties, a lot of rape uh, of young women were attributed to the orang minyak. Oh, convenient, we, yeah, which is yeah. a convenient nonsense excuse, right? So I'm like, what is that about? Rape so culture. That's not okay. It's rape culture, like We rather blame a ghost than try and like find the vic- find the 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 what's his name the the orang minyak the, the perpetrator. Ah, the perp- uh, yeah. Yes, correct. The perpetrator. So the actual orang minyak. So apparently, like women used to do something. Uh, women believed in this so much. Of I mean, of course, in because, the fifties. Uh, yeah, in the fifties, because this was actually told to them, and they were told to warn out. Right. Uh, they were told to. They were warned against him. Right. Uh, they were told to 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 give an appearance of, um, of of. They, not they, being virgins. Yeah, not being virgins and and to to protect themselves from the orang minyak, they would wear sweaty clothing to give the appearance of someone who's just be, uh, that they've just been with a man. So that's it. They just wear sweaty clothing. Wow, too bad the orang minyak is not a gay man uh, because it's just like sweaty clothes. That's my king. Ooh, <laughs> use goods. Let me add it. Ooh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. So, that just went to a very yeah, dark, it went that to, went a very dark I place. Know, <laughs> I think I think we we learned a bit more about you today. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do like the smell of sweaty clothes. Not gonna mm, lie, and okay. like I do like the smell of a sweaty pit. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which, which is more frightening, the hantu kom kom or that bit of information. Yeah, maybe maybe a hundred years from now, like people listening to this podcast will basically hear two hysterical Southeast Asian ghosts talking. <laughs> they were like, "Who are these monstrous figures talking yeah, about armpits and like?" Yeah. <laughs> I will say that as someone who lives in the eastern part of Singapore, mm. that I feel the east is a lot more haunted than <laughs> any other part of Singapore. Why leh? It's just like less developed that way, and we are closer to like the offshore islands. Is the east west less developed? Huh? Is the east less developed? I mean, we got like more. We got more like we got more natural fauna yeah, and hence haunted lah. You never natural hear flora before. fauna. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I was also going to say that, like, we are also, like, home to Changi, Old Changi Hospital, one of, like, Singapore's greatest haunted sites, Correct. right? Correct. And I have fond memories. Oh, you have fond memories. <laughs> Let me tell you, dear listeners. So, Kisha is a year older than me, right? So, when we enrolled at university, he was my senior. And at the orientation camp that I went to, that I went to as a freshman, he and his team of decrepit, like, never-do-wells organized... <laughs> As part, okay, so it's a, a NUS camp tra- uh, orientation camp tradition to have like a fright night. I think they've out they've outlawed it. Yeah, since. You, they can't do it anymore. Basically, it's a night where all the freshers are, are put through this like really harrowing horror exp- horror night experience. So like essentially, yeah. yeah. And then different faculties will try and like outdo each other by seeing how horrible and how horrific they can make their fright night. I mean, right? I don't know if there's an actual competition, but we just try to one up the year before. Yeah, you la. Were, yeah, you were basically it's a one upmanship of the most like debased. Uh, yeah, it's, it's literally trying to make the freshers scared for no good for reason. For no good reason other than schadenfreude, bullying, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really just nonsensical, uh, what's this called, like, like uh, year, things know. that have been passed yeah. on from year to year. It's a yeah. weird tradition. So tradition, these yes. fuckers, right, in my year, decided this year's Friday night is going to be at 
Changi Hospital, yeah. which is like any Singaporean worth their salt will know just how much you do not fuck with Old Changi Hospital. It is, it sits atop a hill sort of situation. In the thick, jungly part of Changi. Correct. Right? Changi is like very out there in it's the already boondocks. so out there it's really boondocks you can't, you can't get you, there's no access to it like, except by bus so now it sits on top of here and now it's like I love how we're explaining where Changi because, is because just in case people don't know yeah, so no, there's some people who live in the west never go to Changi before Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this abandoned fucking abandoned building like colonial era hospital Correct. right boarded up and oh. when we did the recce uh, so when, when when we did the recce the seniors right so myself and like my friends we did the recce we found a lot of uh, dead leaves Oh, and also, how spooky, dead leaves. <laughs> and like boarded up rooms. Uh. And of course, we also found a lot of used needles. So, because that place is famous for junkies. You know, people go there to shoot up. I'm not sure it's high. famous for junkies. Infamous. La. Okay, then. It's like, remember like the tour bus going past Chinese. On your left is Chao Chai <laughs> Hospital. Famous for junkies. <laughs> you fucking junkies. <laughs> yeah, so, so it was... So we got the permit. A bit of backstory here. Like you can't actually get places like this to do a fright night because it's just not done. You know, it's just like what is your reason for booking Old Changi Hospital or to 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 having um to having uh to, to Wait, can we back up a bit? Like who yeah. even do you approach? Oh, so we I think we approach uh EDB Environmental uh, Development because they own Board. the building. I think so, if I'm not wrong. And then we said, hey, uh, we want to have this place for a while because <laughs> we couldn't say we wanted to do a Friday night, right? So we said, oh, we have a geography project. <laughs> sure, sure. And then, the the geography of horror. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, uh, and then they say, oh, okay. Uh, and then we paid the, uh, the there's some fee you have to pay for renting out the place or whatever. Ah. And then we got it, no questions asked, and we're like, oh, okay, that was easy. And then <laughs> we got we got Incredible. we got full run of the place. Amazing. And then of course there was a security guard there because they knew we were coming. And I think what happened was uh, one of us just bought uh, tea for the security guard and said, oh, it's okay, you don't have to be here. And then we gave him tea, and then he kind of left. <laughs> wow, old-fashioned bribery. <laughs> he was probably thinking, yeah, you stupid no, kids. They probably knew. As in, like, I'm sure the security guards knew what was gonna what was gonna go down. Tom because, foolery. because they as in like a fright night was gonna happen yeah. because I'm sure we're not the only ones or no, the first sure. ones who have done this. God, yeah. but like So uh, what was the experience like, Joel? Because we did it for your bad. It was not funny. It wasn't it, meant it's to be not funny. funny. It's really scary. The the building is just it's just saturated with death. Okay? So, like, for added context, right, Changi is also where a lot of people were killed during the Japanese oh, occupation. Oh, the war, yeah, yeah. And that's it's a, just that's that right. the whole yeah. of Changi is saturated with death. And then this hospital, and it's a really big, cavernous building. The inside is completely dilapidated. There's no light whatsoever. You had us all waiting on the outside, right? Yeah, in some kind some of courtyard like, situation. Some courtyard, and you playing a fucking horror movie to kind of, like, like... <laughs> Lubas up right and then we were made to go in pairs in pairs which I'm pretty sure was a concession because if you guys could have had your way you would have made us go one by one no it was too dangerous to me you go one by one yeah because we someone like, would die we were like we need to make them go in pairs just yeah. in case someone goes missing oh that's, Mi- yeah, that's missing mm, yeah abducted killed dead. by a ghost <laughs> yeah correct killed by a ghost disemboweled by a ghost uh, so we let them in um Pair, uh, in pairs and then I waited at the exit no let me let me let me tell <laughs> our dear listeners what you guys what do you motherfuckers do so like 
there's some loosely strung together story that nobody gives a shit about, right? But basically, it's, it's like all the seniors dress as different kinds of phantasms, right? From Victorian ghosts to like fucking demons. And they're all hiding little corners and there's a route that you take through the thing. So there's someone hiding in a cubicle in the toilet and then you're, and then you're given tasks, right? You yeah. need to go and collect this token from there. So you go in. And then just as you find the fucking token, someone bursts out of the cubicle, screams at you, and then you're like, yeah, there's so much screaming, and it's all these stupid jump scares. There's a lot and of like, them. These motherfuckers hiding in the dark, waiting for you to walk past, and then they'll reach out and grab you. Yep. And like, it, w- it was just the fucking worst, okay? It was amazing. But you know who I was super scared for? Who? So as we were planning this, I was super scared for the ghosts, our friends. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the planted scares, The planted right? scares, because they, many of them were su- supposed to stay hidden from the path right yeah so meaning that they will be alone yeah so i was like okay we don't want our juniors to be alone but you guys are going to be alone who's going to look out for you what no, happens- la, the ghost probably saw that and went like oh this amateur no see shit. i wasn't too much afraid of ghosts i was afraid of snakes and scorpions oh. so i was like what happens if <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you get bitten so we actually put like sulfur around the place or something like that as well because does that actually work uh someone told us to do it i can't remember i can't remember why now or whether it actually worked that in western cosmology sulfur is the perfect thing to summon fucking <laughs> demons <laughs> do you not know no no yes when a, when a demon appears from hell sulfur and brimstone the smell of sulfur you can put sulfur there the <laughs> demon is like oh hello but this one southeast asia ghost never mind only no. french penny so maybe there's a ghost passing through on holiday left some demons like mm, let's try the tropics today mm, <laughs> smells like home <laughs> idiot <laughs> we were, but like I said I wasn't really afraid of the ghosts I was afraid of actual things that could like scorpions and snakes so anyway so you went through this whole roundabout yeah, and, yeah. and I tell you I was just standing outside uh, <laughs> and all like, we could hear coming from the hospital were people screaming <laughs> and it was so good and then I remember standing at the exit so we sent the first pair in and then, <laughs> this sounds good, this is going to sound so cruel, but I was standing at the exit, uh, anxious whether whether this is actually scary or stupid. And we were thinking like, oh my god, is this going to work? Is this going to work? And then the first pair came out with the boy looking quite ashen-faced. I can't remember who he is now, but the girl crying. And then we all, the seniors, look at each other and go, well done, it worked. It worked. Monsters. <laughs> Monsters. So in the subsequent year when I when my when my cohort took over the camp, we did not do a fright night. We did like a very wholesome murder mystery instead. Did okay? you really? Yeah, it was a lot more creative. Okay. And less hazardous. I'm telling you, cre- cre- creativity wasn't what we were going yeah, for. Yeah, no, it was just crass. We were going for like, crass scares. Pure evil. Yep. Me and my partner, Shame Miranda, I hope you're listening to this, right? We clutched each other through this like horror show. <laughs> and both of us are I at the time Christian, she Catholic, <laughs> just praying our way through this fucking shit show. Were you show. really praying? Yeah. <laughs> I remember the team ahead, the, the, the pair ahead of us, one of them had run through a window because she was so scared. Did she, she ran, really? Not a window, it was like there's a piece of tarp covering a, 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 a doorway. She ran through the tarp. And hit the door? Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Poor thing. She was so scared. I'm surprised the thing did not get called off halfway because someone hyperventilated or whatever. So no one did lah. So, yeah. so, so, but we were very cautious. Like if anybody like freaks out or whatever, we were like, we're going to call the whole thing off. We, 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 did, we did think about yeah. all of that. You know what? Yeah. Like thinking back on it, I should now lodge a kind of like backdated formal complaint <laughs> against you guys. 
I'm so glad they've done away with Friday Night. You yeah, don't they have. play with this kind of thing. Our country is very haunted, okay? I love Friday Night, though. Oh, God. I love that. Yeah, fuck off. You, 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 you and the rest of your kind can just go and play with the ghosts until they really come, then you know. Can you, you don't believe in ghosts, do you? You don't believe no, in ghosts. No, I believe that there is something bigger than all of us, but I don't know if there are ghosts. La. You something... think there's something benef- You think there's another realm? I think that there is possibly another realm that's beyond us. Right. And whether that can be explained by science or belief, I, 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 or some sort of other belief I don't know I but, don't know But there's something There's possibly something Confirm, there Confirm I really believe My mother Said that as a child My mother's very spirit sensitive So like She says that a ch- as a child She used to see Ghosts As Balls of light That would circle Things like trees Especially trees So like I feel there's Some corroboration here With a lot of local beliefs About how haunted trees are She would see ghosts And many people Have spoken of spirits As balls of light (laughs) Yeah So Yeah my my mother can see ghosts She says lah like I hope now that now that she's reached this kind of grand age, she's like they don't they're not they don't bother her anymore. You think like you know when you hit a riper old age, like when you finally go into menopause. Yeah, I think <laughs> you get more comfortable with them because you're approaching no, that time. No, like when you go into oh, menopause. When me, I go into menopause. When you yeah. go into menopause, then yeah. finally this like sixth sense will unlock, and then you start communing with like the dead. Wow, no man, I don't <laughs> want. I mean, like just like sorry, it's just it's not my time yet. Like, Stay I'm, away from me. I'm engaged. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I'm engaged. <laughs> like, no, it's finally happened. I finally found a love of my life. You are not coming into the picture right now, you stupid fucking ghost. Stay away! Now is the time for lukewarm takes. What's that? We're two elder millennials. <laughs> that's us. That's us. Talk about something that's happening on the internet. Okay, before we proceed, right? Yes? I just want to say we've been talking about hantu and ghosts for a very mm, long time. It's I true. Feel like it's true. We, we, we this kind of thought would invite them one. So I'm just gonna cleanse the air. Uh, there, please, uh, please for do. the listeners. So okay? please, please. Listener, you join me in clapping your hands, like. <laughs> Thank I, you for letting us into your space. I wish all of you could see what I'm seeing. We don't mean any disrespect. So long. Okay, okay. Clear already. Mm. That's exactly the image Correct. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Xiao Ting Tong just doing things. All right. What are we talking about today for lukewarm takes? So today we're going to talk about domestic tourism. Oh, domestic <laughs> tourism. <Ooh. laughs> Obviously, this is um in the news because like uh was it a few weeks ago the government announced that everybody we getting like a hundred dollars vouchers yeah, to think, spend I think on it's like been about a month already. I yeah. believe there is a there's a campaign or a slogan that goes with it something like rediscover Singapore. That's right. It's yeah. it is rediscover Singapore. STB, right? Singapore and also board. they merged it with the with the uh, city in a garden thing. So they sort like rediscover this city in a garden. Wow. So they're very clever mm. about it. You know, you gotta give them give them props for this. You know, they're very very smart about correct, these things. Correct. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, because COVID has basically grounded all of us, we can't travel. Mm. And Singaporeans are known for traveling during the end of year where we go to like Thailand, basically the neighboring Southeast Asian countries, right? Are we, are we really known? <laughs> no! <laughs> Imagine like other countries, like, oh, it's December, the fucking Singaporeans are coming. Gird your loins. <laughs> They're coming. Gird your loins. <laughs> you know what? I actually think some. Uh, Southeast Asian countries actually oh, for th- sure. think that like yeah, I think like, the Thais probably not Aya Farang most can Singaporeans I just say how in. like I think Thai people must find Singaporeans so insufferable oh, of course yeah. I think they put on a smiling face only because we will pay 
Yeah, you know, and then I mean they will just rinse us dry. Oh yeah, right? and you know could. what? Power, power to you. To you. Just I mean, please take my money. I know here about how every time I'm in Thailand, but well, specifically Bangkok, which is sure. the only place in Thailand, which is where we usually go. Yeah. Like I will see other Singaporeans, right? So you know, like haggling is a thing. In, oh, that in, makes me very yeah. comfortable. It's like I have seen Singaporeans, friends of mine, right, haggle over like 20, 30 baht. It's like which is like less than a dollar. Yeah, it's like excuse me, you got 20, 30 baht. You also want to save? I uh, just fucking take the price, right? I mean, I understand if it's a few thousand baht, but it's never ever that. Yeah, you know? it usually never is. And then like it's just 20, 30 baht. Just give it. You yeah, know, it's fine. So clearly, Singaporeans must miss exerting this kind of power over people. Correct. So unable to like inflict it on other country people. We're now <laughs> turning on ourselves, <laughs> right? God help us all. Yeah, correct. I do not want to be working in the hospitality industry right now. Correct. All these ugly Singaporean tourists turning their gaze inwards. Yeah, so like November, December is here, end of year. Oh yeah, it's the end, the travel period. The right travel then. period. Nobody can go anywhere. So the government has given us like tra- like vouchers and stuff How like that. How much is like 100, right? I think, I can't really remember. 100, right. 200, I'm not sure. But for us to basically spend at like attractions or to like do staycations at like our local hotels or right. our resorts or whatever. I mean, it makes sense lah. Fiscal stimulation. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm all for it because you pump the money back, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like you said fiscal stimulation. So I'm all for this. But it does beg the question, you know, what, what the hell? You, what do you do? What the hell do you do? Yeah. Like, okay, this is a question I find myself asking a lot, right? When I was yeah. younger and like just like exploring the city on my own, you know, freed from the clutches of the Christian church, I could explore the city <laughs> on my own in my 20s, right? I would see, to- okay, I would see tourists walking around the city and I go, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what do you do in Singapore? Like, Okay, this is probably me as someone who's grown up here, right? I just think uh-huh. our city is kind of boring. Like, unless you really know where to go, it's kind of like... It's very sterile It's very and superficial and sanitized and there's like a, 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 a veneer of gloss and glamour and it's very sure. developed. But there's like... It's very hard to find places that are genuinely interesting. Yeah. You know, you have... There, lo- there's no grit about the city, like, yeah. I have to say. And I mean, there is a lot of culture, I guess. Mm. But like, it's, it's, it's just kind of like you see one day can already... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what actually do tourists or, do or when not, they come or, here? Or not only that, you see one place, you've seen them all kind Kinda, of situation. Right? Kind of situation. Yeah. Like you go into any fucking shopping mall. Yeah. You've been into them all. Yeah. So it's like yeah. okay, apart from that, right? And that's actually the ordinary Singapore life, right? So it's yeah. you know, like tourists who like to go like, oh, I want to live like a local. You live like a local. Go to your mall. It's yeah. like yeah, go to East Point. Go to East Point. <laughs> You know, walk around, go cold storage. Correct. Buy go some of yeah. Go, go cold storage. Go NTUC. Go NTUC. No NTUC. Is, Sheng Xiong. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to really play shop yeah. and safe. Wet market. Oh wet market. <laughs> ah, wet market. Okay. A bit wet cultural immersion. Not bad. Yeah. Actually, I love going to like, the market. Like, why people love a wet market? They're like, yeah. oh, look at the markets. Oh, let me like fondle the produce. Yeah. It's like sorry, this one imported from like Australia one. Fondle the yeah. produce. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? This pot is from Australia. Correct. It's like, you're from Australia, right? It's yes. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So. So I don't know. So I remember when we had to host uh, tourists, like when they oh, came over, yeah. like during Singapore. Anytime, we, brought, yeah. we brought them to like the standards, you know, mm. like Clark Key. We brought them to yeah, okay, what's, Key. What's your, what's your tourist agenda when you bring so people around? So the tourist agenda is okay because this was school, uh, it was under university, mm. right? So we had to bring them to certain places. Oh, we brought, is it? We brought them to the ethnic quarters. We were told ah. to bring them to the ethnic quarters. <laughs> so we brought them to like Little uh, India. Little India, Chinatown, Kampung Glam. Mm. I mean, the white people is. No, no place like Orchard Road. Uh. No, like we don't, the we all, Civic District. The Civic District. We brought yeah. them to... Sentosa. We, we brought them to... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we did. No, Sentosa is the, car, the, the modern day white people quartier where I, the, I, I gated, don't think we the gated them. communities are there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we brought them to Sentosa. But we, did, also, also. we did bring them to uh, the museums. Yeah. So we brought them to the museums. Very mm. lovely. And I remember... Wow, this totally jogged my memory on this. Uh, there were two people from 
from Harvard that we were hosting and they were so bored with the lineup they, and and because I was quite close to them when I was in Harvard and I said and they told me like oh is there something else that we can do is could we go to a beach and uh-huh. I, and I said Sure, I could take you like during this time, this time when we have nothing to do, I could take you to Sentosa. And then they apparently heard of Sentosa. They're like, no, we want to go where 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 it's not so touristy. So I said, okay, do you want to go to East Coast Park? So they said yes. And then their follow-up question, and you could tell that they had a follow-up question. They were just they were just wondering whether they can talk about it. And then they said, we want to do something, uh, but we don't know whether we can do it in Singapore. And they said, can we go skinny dipping at East Coast Park? Uh. And I was like, uh... No, I don't think you can because uh, there's public indecency, all this sort of law surrounding uh. it. And if the cops get you, you could be fined, you know, or worse. I don't know. So they said like, oh, then they were very disappointed. Then I don't know why I said, but we could go at night and then we could try. And we went. Oh, so you did go skinny dipping Correct. at East Coast Park Correct. in the night. At night. So uh, so we went at night. I remember going with one other person. I can't remember who. So it was this guy and this girl. Uh, and, and so we went at like like 10 p.m. or something like that to this like little not so populated corner of East Coast Park towards the Fort Road side. Yeah. And then and then they just basically took out all their clothes and they went into East Coast and they went into the the, the, the beach. I didn't do it. So they went to the beach and then I was just being super nervous, the Singaporean that I am, right? Yeah. Especially in my twenties, I was like, uh, okay, I'm just gonna put your clothes in one corner so no one can see that there are two people <laughs> there and there's a bunch of clothes here, you know, and then make draw the dots, you know, connect the dots. And then they came out after like 15 minutes. Drip, I don't know. Dripping don't, and naked. Uh, dripping and naked. I don't know if they fucked or whatever. I really don't know. In I, the water? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would not have done that. But but Not, d- not in our waters. Not right? in our you water. can catch all kinds of infections. Correct. Yeah. So, so I'm like, uh, and then, then they were like, oh, thanks for that. That was great. I'm like, okay, great. Cool. Then after that, I think we went to eat. Classic. It was, it was, Classic. Very, it was a very bizarre thing. But yeah. on some level, I was like, they recognize that what we had for it's them very, the itinerary yeah, was extremely very, sterile. And like, that's the thing, right? It's like, I feel so much of our city is calculated for this kind of very tourist experience that is very, like, the big word is authentic, right? Whatever the fuck that means. Like, you generally getting, no the, sense, you're getting the sense that whatever you're experiencing is very manufactured, plastic, and not, quote-unquote, authentic. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I... And, I, as a local, I see that for myself because so much of our city I recognize now has been transformed, torn down, rebuilt, built over to create this for like sure. tourist like layer over it that's very depressing. Yes. My favorite memory of this, right, is like sitting one day, I was I just spent an afternoon sitting by the um you know the river with the the, the, the Marina Bay on the Esplanade side. And <clears throat> you know like where Esplanade theaters, there's this like um little um, outdoor performance area. It's near the floating platform, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, no, this outdoor performing area, ra. Yeah, I, don't I know. Where, it's, I can't remember I know what it's where called. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the concourse, and then like it overlooks the river, right? And I was just sitting there reading a book, and then I saw this like <laughs> mechanized electric sampan. Oh my god! And it's made to look like an old timey sampan, but it's completely like motor powered lah. And then like there's a there's a tourist group on it, and I'm just like, this made me so no. And there was music playing. There's like I said, like music playing as this fucking sampan is like giving them like old timey Chinese yeah. music. And it's just like. Wow, this is so depressing. That is depressing. Yeah. I just, it was so depressing. You know something else like that where, where, where you say that um, 
we tear down a lot of the city to then build something to give a very layered yeah. tourist impression of it. Yeah. Like, a fine example of this, I think, is the wildlife areas of Singapore, like the zoo, the night safari, uh, and now like the integrated wildlife uh, resorts, which yeah. is what they're doing now. So there's a lot of construction. Can you say that again? Wait, they are wildlife resorts? Yeah, so there's a lot of construction going on the Mandai area because they're trying to integrate the night safari, the river safari, the Singapore Zoological Gardens, and the Jerome Bird Park into one thing called the integrate. I think, I think, I may be wrong, the integrated wildlife resorts. And, and when people you say resort, stay. people stay. People can stay to have a close... Uh, um, Encounter with all these important yeah, animals. Yeah, the word is encounter. You're right. The, yeah. the, the, a close encounter with like nature sort of situation. But it's all important animals. La. I mean, I don't know about yeah. that, but what got me, and I am a docent of the zoo and I, I do feel a bit uncomfortable about this because what they're doing is that they're tearing down a lot of the natural ecology and then they're building over it, you know, this more plastic version and they're putting the animals back in. Ah, yeah. Which which um I mean I'm sure they're doing it with some level of respect for the ecology. Yeah. So because of can... course there are scientists working on it. Yeah this. they are they are we know friends who are actually working on this, mm. you know? So 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 I'm sure there's some level of thought that goes into this. But that's what a lot of Singapore is. You know you break stuff down because yeah. the experience already exists but you yeah. break stuff down and you rebuild that experience in a very strange tourist aesthetic did you see the on Facebook there's this video trending of like the undeveloped Clementi forest oh yeah. I saw the very there's, magical yeah. there's a little photo. there's a little patch of forest near Maju camp in, in the Clementi area basically which is this unspoiled um, it was forest. a beautiful photo. And there's a beautiful video float, uh, on, on Facebook going around. So beautiful. You kind of almost cannot believe this is Singapore. Correct. It yeah. looked like it was like some like forest in like mm. God knows where. It was misty. It, was it looked like Fern Gully. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really gorgeous. So Yeah, so experiences like these exist. So now when um, tourists, my, fr- my friends visit, right, and they ask me what's there to do, I will say go to these natural spots. Go to Pulau Ubin even, you know, go go to Marichi Reservoir. You walk around like the the rainforest because that's what you're here. For. It's like it's an experience that you kind of like can't. It's not a touristy experience in that it, it's not curated in that way. You really have to kind of track through it, and you can see the landscape as it's meant to be, not meant to be experienced as it is. Right, like a lot. There is still fair amounts of unspoiled. Um, natural landscape in the city very think, very far and few yeah. in between but MacRitchie is a good shout mm. like it's, it's a good idea also like the rail corridor is that what it's called ah yeah I think that's very I know it's very popular mm. but it does allow you some access into our natural because wildlife. honestly right okay I, I said this on the podcast many times but like m- going into nature sometimes feels like the only quote unquote authentic experience I can have of this country where it's like really when it's not developed and it's fairly unspoiled right it's like it, 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 it exists underneath that touristic layer of the city where everything else is just so fake and there's so much narrative around it that it becomes so tiring to like be in that space. Um, and actually, I was just going to say, like to bring us back to the, the topic of domestic tourism, now that we are all unleashed onto our island to go and experience it as tourists, right? The funny thing is, I feel like a lot of Singaporeans actually have not experienced Singapore as a tourist, that's, you know, like we have true. not experienced any of these attractions because we kind of think, oh, that's for tourists. A fine yeah. example, I, I think, is our offshore islands. Which ones? Oh, there's so yeah, many. A lot like, of people are going to the Kusu Island, la, yeah. St. John's, la, all these things. We have, we I think we are we are actually like 60 islands strong. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there's this huge one that we're all living in, but there, I think and there are many Ubin, offshore islands. And then there's Ubin, which is the one most people go to. And then Correct. there's Sentosa. Correct. Is, yeah. And then there are small other like islands yeah, dotted, yeah, yeah, around, yeah, yeah. dotted around us. And many people are now actually going to yeah, these islands. I've seen people posting stories of themselves going to, I think, um, Sister Island 
yeah, St. John's, Saint John's and then just having a day at the beach. Yeah, which which is lovely. I'm glad that domestic tourism and because of COVID, we now are forced to. This is the only way we can travel, mm. right? Quote unquote. I guess it allows us to experience what is actually in Singapore, yeah. and and you're right. This is natural. Uh, it, Singapore is most natural state. Correct. The bizarre thing to me is the staycation, which even before COVID was already a thing, where people are doing staycations all the time. They will book an expensive hotel and they'll stay there with their friend or their partner or whatever for like a weekend. And it's like I I I I've never been able to wrap my mind around the concept of a staycation. Yeah. But you do staycations, yeah. right? So but what's that, the what's the vibe? So there, there are many reasons why people do staycations. So if you do it with friends, is the idea of just camping out it's like glamping out with your friends in a way like right. you know you stay with your friends and then you play and then like you have drinks or whatever right and, and then, then you, you just maybe go host crazy. a party and then and you, then you party. use it as a base to go clubbing and then you crash that at night right exactly okay, I'm fine. sure you've been in some of these situations I've you've been, been a, I've been in these like so like gays like to have birthday parties in hotel rooms oh do they yeah it's this like ridiculous thing where a bunch of gays like will just book a suite or whatever and then have this like massive bash um that I have heard on some occasions really? devolves into like some sex thing at the end. <laughs> um, I mean, power to you, right? Yeah. No well place, done. ma. No place. Well you live at home, your parents. Correct. And that do? is the second thing I wanted to get into. Oh, sex. So yes, right. many people do staycations because growing up dating, we because of our, the way we have our housing, we can't actually buy houses until we get married and shit like that, right? Yeah. So there are no places for people to actually do the dirty, like mm. to actually get down with it. So what they do is that they have staycations and staycations usually come with the promise of, if, we, if you do it with your partner, it usually comes with the promise of sex. I see. I mean, I could be behind that, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, like I would have a staycation with a lover primarily just to have shower sex. Oh, I, I'm not a fan of shower sex. I mean, you don't have power, to be power for to me use to be. Okay? Power to use No, it's more like, okay lah. It's like, <laughs> it's something like at home it'd be very, I mean like, I, I bring guys home all the time, but it's like, yeah. like, we have one bathroom that like, um the household shares. So it'd be a bit weird to be caught having shower sex by someone who desperately needs to pee. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like two people come out of the toilet and it's like, uh, we were just, I was showing him how to brush his teeth. Like, hi mommy, hi daddy. Hi, sorry, don't mind, don't mind. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cannot, cannot, very weird. <laughs> So like some of my colleagues, because they have no choice, as I said, they're grounded in Singapore, right? Mm. So they're actually making a list of food places to visit in Singapore. So mm. everybody has like their own little like list of where's the best chicken rice or where's the best Hokkien Mee or where's the best this mm. or where's the best that, right? So they're actually making a list of where all these best things are and they're just spending a day or a week or whatever just driving around and visiting these you places You know, that to, actually to sounds eat. really good because like I, like I think in Singapore, right? Like we think we've got a lot of good food but actually, right? It, there's a lot of mediocre food that's easily accessible. The good stuff you really have to yeah. hunt for it. Correct. You must actually you really go, go and look and find. And I've not done that myself. It's like I just know that, like in Geylang, for example, right? There's all of this good stuff out there that I've never actually sure. tried. And then, like some places in Balestier has like good this, good that. But yeah. who's gonna go to Balestier unless you really live nearby? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think <laughs> when I when I <laughs> someone living in Balestier, what's wrong with Balestier? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Balestier is lovely, but it's just that I live very far. You know. So like I thought when when some of them were sharing this. So like oh wow what an inspired mm. what an interesting Quite way smart, uh. to to spend at least like two or three days of your of your break yeah you know I thought it was quite clever what else will you do so I have actually booked myself on a cruise oh good god yeah so when the, <laughs> when the government was like okay we uh there are no flights out of Singapore you can't travel but we're gonna allow cruises to nowhere 
Because know? most cruises are kind of like to nowhere anyway, yeah, right? Most like cruise, sometimes there'll be a few stops along the way. Exactly. Most <laughs> cruises are essentially resorts on the sea. Right. Right? So so that's what we that's what that's what me and a friend are going to do. Can I just ask what is the appeal of this? No, because I've never done it. Oh, you've never been on a cruise. I'm, Actually, I've, never, I never, I've I. never been on a cruise. Like they used to be huge in the nineties, remember? Yeah, they were huge. And like it's since become a bit of like a middle-aged thing it's to a, do. Yes, it's a very like auntie-uncle thing very to auntie do. You go, you go on a cruise. Ibu Sometimes you go, go casino. casino. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So that's what you do. So I because I've never been on a cruise and now options are so limited. So yeah. I thought like, hey, this is the best time to try a cruise. So I've booked myself on a cruise sometime in like mid-early December. I can't remember oh, the date. How dates. nice a winter cruise. A winter. <laughs> Except it's not with yeah. but I'm predicting that uh, because the, tic- the 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 tickets for the cruise have been severely discounted. It's like fifty percent off a ship. Something oh wow! Like that. And because it's, it's a luxury liner, it's a luxury liner. I even got myself a fucking suite. What? So it's fifty percent off, and I'm thinking the reason it's fifty percent off is because a lot of the attractions have to be culled away because oh, of COVID. Oh, like the Anita Sarawak show, <laughs> maybe, or like you know, like they they will obviously have a water slide. You know, some ah, nonsense right. water slide. And I'm thinking... Wait, is that a thing on a cruise usually? Yeah, they usually have like some wet water sort isn't of Isn't that very dangerous if you like just fly off the wrong angle, you fly <laughs> off the ship <laughs> no, into I, the sea? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot lie, how can? I'm sure the trajectory from this water slide will be very deliberate actually, right, into the Actually, right, if someone really wanted to, they could throw themselves off the ship very easily, right? Yes, of course they could. But why... <laughs> Suicide la. Sure <laughs> that's, Okay okay sorry That's up to you Sorry don't let me interrupt Your cruise story <laughs> so funny A water slide That leads Wait, into so the like ocean there's a, What there's Is it room service Or there's a restaurant Or a bar so, Is there like a dance club So So let me tell you Because I was I was so afraid That That the Japan thing Would happen to this cruise You know how in Japan that the Oh cruise, they all The cruise gonna Someone took COVID And everybody and had to stay quarantined For 30 days right For like Yeah for like forever yeah. They were on it They were on yeah. it forever So I was so afraid I thought I'm gonna throw money At the situation I'm just gonna get a suite And the suite comes like A personal concierge service <gasps> uh, uh, All the booze you can drink And I'm thinking Okay I'm set If I'm gonna get uh, Quarantined for 14 days I'm just gonna live my life I'm gonna yeah. have like a booze suite I'm gonna yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna, gonna have a free flow. Al- I'm mean, like you will drink all the alcohol on the ship. Yeah, I'm dry. gonna be like yeah. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So you I'm will sad. drink so much alcohol that you will change the density of the ship itself and like. And the then we will just sh- fly, you fly up. You will just fly up to Valhalla, correct or whatever. <laughs> that sounds glorious, actually. Although I will say you should read before you go on this cruise. This is David Foster Wallace essay called. <laughs> A supposedly fun thing that I will never do again, which is the greatest piece of writing about a cruise ever written. Oh my god, should I? He just takes the piss. He basically he goes uh, he he goes as a reporter for I think it was um um Vanity Fair and uh. he goes to experience a cruise, right? And he just like details how fucking awful the experience is and how bizarre because, I cannot wait. Yeah, because it was primarily like middle class, middle aged Americans it is. going on this You know what, shit. sis? Yeah. We should go on a cruise. <gasps> I think we would have We should do an episode of the sh- the show on a cruise. Right. T for two at sea. <laughs> We will have the best time because we will just take the piss out of everything. Yeah, I will get so drunk. We will get drunk. We will just be luscious. We will just be like, just go crazy. We will reenact the Titanic scene. <laughs> like, we just go everywhere we go, we just kind of like quote the Titanic. Yeah. And people are very jumpy. And every, time we, <laughs> and every time we walk into the room, they'll be like, oh my gosh, God, those two. <laughs> and then the captain can't do anything, right? Because we paid for the suite. <laughs> Oh my god, let's do it. Wait, I was like, now I really want to go on a cruise. I know, right? Okay, we'll plan Wait, it. How long is the cruise? It's about three nights. Huh? 
three nights. So there are options. There's two nights, three nights. Okay, and where do you take off from? Harbour Front? Uh, Marina Bay Centre. There's like the ferry centre at Marina Bay. I did not know there's a ferry centre at Marina yeah, Bay. Yeah, now, now there's a Marina Bay like That's ferry amazing. terminal. Yeah. Oh, I really want to go on a cruise now. <laughs> yeah, we'll plan. We'll plan. Okay, okay. On uh, so yeah. so, a <laughs> Sooner or later, there'll be a T for two. T for two? <laughs> at sea! <laughs> Alright, we've come to the end of the episode. We yes. realised that we've talked for so long, we don't have time for a third no, segment. So we'll, third segment. we'll roll over, but like, honestly, who the fuck is counting? Yes! <laughs> we've hoped the, you've been... Are there, any, are there any listeners who have a strong objection to there not being a third segment? Speak now for a whole your peace. Don't have, huh? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yes, moving on. <laughs> so we hope you've been sufficiently entertained and, and educated. Ooh. Yes, and spooked, Ooh. of course. How can I forget? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> also tell us about it in the comments if you would like to have a T for two at sea and if you would like to pay perhaps for our cruise tickets. <laughs> you know, podcasting yeah. doesn't come cheap. We'll set up a GoFundMe. Correct. <laughs> also, uh, get us on the charts. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening again. This has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ooh. Ooh.